Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe. Purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on another episode. We are so excited to have you here. Yes, sir. As we actually cover our very last topic of marriage and finance, avoiding three of the big three mm. on homeownership and marriage. I'm Brittany Lowe. And I'm Drell Lowe. And we are the Lowe Property Team. You know, during this series, I feel like we've talked about a lot, right? Yeah, we've yeah. talked about a lot of important things as it comes down to marriage and finance. I think we covered unrealistic expectations. We covered lack of communication, you know, and today we're really just going to be talking about enduring the ugly truth and what mm. that kind of looks like and means is really just the day-to-day, right? The day-to-days of of marriage. I think that... The stuff that doesn't make it to Instagram, the stuff that's yeah. like, what does it take to keep this ship afloat right now? Yeah, and I doing. think, th- well, really, those are really just the nuts and bolts yeah. of it, right? Is that that's probably the most important thing. It's not what you're going to share with your friends and family. It's not what you're going to share with the world, but it's so important just to talk about. And I think just us sharing our our experience, yeah. I mean, shoot, I think we've only been married for three, oh, no, two and, snap. Two and a quarter, the two and a half. Is coming yeah, out. I can't even keep it. <laughs> but this year it will be year three. Definitely are not a couple that have been married for five, 10, 25 years, but we also have a lot of friends and family who have been. Yeah. So we love to hear from them of what works, what doesn't work for but them. Even and then, outside of the marriage, I, I think we kind of, between each other, we've kind of gone back and forth on Michelle Obama's statement about Barack just you know, at that stage in their life, they were just friends. It, she, There was times where she didn't like him. And I kind of think that's what the ugly truth is. It's not going to be IG ready every time. Like every time in the midst of your day of the marriage, we have this belief that Prince Charming is going to come sweep us off of our feet and marriage is going to be a bliss. And I, I, I'm sorry to break it to you. It's, it's not. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be the best decision you ever made. But with that, there's going to be those downs where you're not going to be aligned. There's going to be some disagreements. There's going to be some quiet nights. And, you know, it's last night we were both tired and it was one of those leftover nights. And it was just like, dude, you know what? Just get through it. We just got to we got to gut this out. And that's where enduring the ugly makes marriage so much better. I think, and I want to piggyback off Michelle's, Mrs. Obama's statement, where she was saying in raising kids and going through the White House and having that experience, they were not always on 100% terms. Some days it was 70-30, some days it was 60-40. But she said, I knew he was my best friend. And a friend was what we were at sometimes at best. And I, I hope I'm not misquoting what she said, but the reality is, is we, we have this dream that it's going to be the honeymoon phase is going to last forever. And that honeymoon phase is going to wear out after some time. And you're going to go back to your nine to five or whatever it is you do, or the kids are going to come into the picture. And how do you still keep that relationship? 
And I think that's where we're wanting to emphasize today. Enduring the ugly, getting through the ugly, that day-to-day of your marriage is what's going to help you come out on top. And I think the most important factor in a relationship, well, for us, we've always put it as communication. But I think just like I brought up the point just a second ago with Miss Obama, I, we believe the most important factor in a relationship is respect. I should not be looking down upon my wife if she's not performing 100%. If she's not performing 100%, I need to find ways to jump in and support her. I need to find ways to help keep this house functioning. There's going to be a ton of days where we're not performing at 100%. Brittany loves to cook. She loves to bake. She loves to do these things. But if work has taxed her from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., I cannot have the expectation that she's going to come home and cook and clean and take care of the house. I have to respect her as a human and then allow her to grow through her mistakes, grow through she's not feeling well that day or we're just not at 100%. You know what? If it's a top ramen night, then it's just going to be a top ramen night because I know when it's time to go to dinner, our dinner date, it's going to be even more amazing because we appreciate and respect each other. And that's in the trenches. We're in the trenches at that time. Well, and I think something that's also important to talk about as well, right, is that, yes, I also agree that I think respect is the most important factor in, well, in our relationship, right? More so than communication. Yeah. But, but we I, do put a high focus on communication. We do, we do. But I, w- I would also say that like respect and communication might, might be at the same. But I think that it, you have to first respect yourself before you can respect your partner, your spouse or whomever, right? It's like the same phrase that they always use, right? You can't love somebody else until you can learn how to love yourself. Preach. And I think that that is something that is, very important in if you're looking for some type of, I don't want to say success in marriage, but if you're just looking for something that will allow you to, yeah, I would, I would definitely say for a successful marriage. Right? I will say this, if I can jump in real quick, right? If I don't respect myself or my self-confidence is low, I am putting a huge burden on Brittany to fill this void that I should be fixing myself. I love myself. I believe in myself. I have the capacity to do everything that I have skills to do. Now, when two come together, now that's where you're building on top of, right? Instead of Brittany always having to pour out and fill my cup, at some point her cup, her jar is going to be emptied and tired of refilling my cup. So I need to know how to love and respect myself before I can even bring what I can bring to the table of loving and respecting her. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that. I think that what you're bringing to the table is going to be super important. And I think that that's also why you have to make sure that you're filling yourself, that you're doing that self-work and you're putting yourself first so that you can put also your spouse and your marriage first. I think a lot of people forget to do that. And I think I've also been a culprit of that. I think that um, you know, for a successful marriage is that there's so many different things that go into it. But again, you have to figure out what makes it work for you both and what makes it work for you. And this is something that, you know, when we're talking about marriage and finance, respect is such a huge part because we have to respect our spouse in the sense that they have a part in this piece too. This is this takes two to tango. So we each have an equal piece in making sure that we're thriving in this. And then when we're talking about finances, I've seen so many couples, even when I used to work in academics and education, 
so many couples, one couple would be a teacher or one couple, one person, once one person in the relationship would be a teacher and the other person would be some tech startup. And there was so much conflict in the home because that one person looked down on education. And I think the importance is respecting each person's capacities and capabilities. You know what? If that if your spouse is a janitor, if they're a gardener, if they're a plumber, whatever their job is, respect them in that capacity. Love them for who they are, right? And where they're at. And I hope that you didn't marry with the expectation that you can make them better because you can't make anybody better if they're not wanting to be better. But the point before I get carried away, I have to respect Brittany's career. I I have to and I want to because my respect is going to give her the encouragement to take it to the next step. We never want to be complacent. I don't want to get to this place where I'm just comfortable working a nine to five and I'm not doing nothing else with the rest of my time. You're not going to get me to work 30 years and to walk away with a 60% of my income to live another 11, 12 years of free time. No, I got to respect what we're doing now and building a business, building a business building a family, and working through this day-to-day of the ugliness. That's why those top ramen nights, uh, they're rough. Where we hate them. We hate them. But those top ramen nights makes, uh, what's the what's the? Rest? He's also kidding. We don't eat top ramen. For us, I think it's the- I used to. It's college. the salmon nights. I hate salmon. And so it's the, I'll always text him and be like, it's going to be a rough night. It's a rough dinner. It's a it's salmon night. <laughs> salmon and asparagus. Salmon night. I hate it. <laughs> what else are we having? Is there any extras? It's just salmon and asparagus. That's all we're doing. And I want to jump into, Brittany came, but she gave me a great point before we started this uh, episode. Um, we talked about the relationship. Not only is communication and respect important, but the relationship. Your relationship is a living, breathing thing. You have to feed it. You have to feed it daily. You have to wake up in the morning. You have to meditate. Just the same work that you're doing to feel yourself, you have to feed that relationship. It's kind of like your body or maybe your muscles. If you're not resistance training or working on your cardiovascular, your muscles are going to deteriorate and that relationship's going to deteriorate. You have to consistently, constantly work at building the muscle, building that relationship. And I think also is that a lot of people will look down and will say, oh, you know, if stressful situations you'll want to avoid or challenges you'll want to avoid or not encounter those. I I disagree. And I think that those stressful situations and those challenges, um, those obstacles, they they make you stronger, right? They make you as a, you know, you both having a partnership, they make you both stronger. And I think just like Jarrell said, with muscles is that, right, with the only way you're able to get your muscles stronger is through putting yourself through rigorous training, through situations where you're going to have to fight. Um, you're going to have to push yourself and you're going to have to be in an uncomfortable situation to be better. And it's the same kind of analogy that's used in marriage, right? Yeah. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to hash things out. But with those stressors, with those challenges, you're going to be able to be to, to be stronger. Yeah, and I think what Brittany is highlighting and what we're, what it just brings back to, gosh, it brings back to like hell week in sports when conditioning, I, I just be the first to tell you I hate working out. I hate conditioning. Give me the basketball, let's play the game. 
I'll do what I need to do. But conditioning without the basketball just seems so non-meaningful. And what Brittany is saying is you can't skip leg day. You have to do the things that you don't want to do. You have to build that muscle. You have to continue to get stronger. You have to go through those down times. If you continue to look for ways to escape that that hell week, you will never know what a change of perspective feels like and looks like, and you will never know what that muscle is actually capable of doing, right? I remember in high school, I went to high school with a bunch of All-Americans. These dudes were absolutely like top of the top. And I remember when I first came to this school, we had practice in the morning. And I was like, all right, that's a body shock because the school I was at, we usually practice like 5.30, 7.30, whenever game time was is when we practiced. So sometime we had study hall after school, after school, after study hall, we go practice. Well, this school, we had practice in the morning before school. In my mind, I was like, dude, that is not possible. But okay, that's a small adjustment. We had shoot around or film study at lunchtime. We had plyometrics right after school. That had nothing to do with basketball. This is box jumps, all the stuff, little details to help build the muscles in the legs. And then you got into practice. And when I tell you in my first two to three weeks, I was gassed. I was like, dude, this ain't going to work. But when you get out there, right, and you watch these guys perform at a high school level, keep in mind I was 16 years old. And you're watching these guys perform in Delaware and Miami and Hawaii. And you're like, dude, how is he doing? Like, how is he doing it? And it's that day to day workout that he was doing every lunchtime. He's getting 500 shots on the shot machine or he's putting the extra time in the weight room or he's working on some skilled stuff. And I'm like, dude, this is high school. But that's the reason why they were ranked. We were ranked at that place we were. And I think that's the same ugly truth that we have to be willing to endure, you know, when we're talking about marriage and finance. There's going to be some weeks or weekends where you're just flat out broke. Why? Because all your money's been allocated. Things have been placed where they need to. Savings, investing, and paying bills and mortgage. And the reality is, is gosh, it would be great for this Friday to be an amazing dinner where we can have a glass of wine and just communicate and chat with one another. But like Brittany said, this just might be a salmon night. You know what? Pull out the asparagus, pull out the green beans, and you might get a salad as a treat for tonight. And that's the ugly truth that's going to make it better. Why? Because we're building the muscle. And as we build that muscle, we're dealing with stress. And that stress is going to change our perspective as we mature. Our relationship, our finances, everything's going to get better as you continue to go through it. And I would say too is, you know, don't be fearful of those those difficult times, those trying times, right? I think a lot of we live in a culture where if if um, there's a couple um, that's, you know, in a fight or having some difficulty, it's uh, everybody's red flags are, are raised, right? We, we're like, oh goodness, how can we help? That's, that shouldn't be happening. That's not healthy, but it really is healthy. I mean, at least I think it, it's healthy, right? So I'm not sitting here saying go stir up a fight with your spouse when you get home today, right? That, that's definitely not what I'm getting at. But what I'm getting at is when you are in those situations, 
take something from it. Take something and say, okay, how am I going to learn or how am I going to better myself from this? Don't sit there and say, okay, how am I going to make my spouse better? How am I going to change him or how am I going to change her based off of this so that the next time we don't have to endure it, right? Because like Jarrell said, is the only person you can change is yourself. Yeah. I feel like a life coach right now, like welcome to our TED Talks. So well, but, <laughs> but all I'm getting at though is welcome those, those difficult times because believe it or not, those difficult times over time are going to make you stronger, right? Yeah. They're going to make you both stronger so that when you endure some difficult times that are similar like that in the future, because you're going to, they're going to be easier. You're going to then endure endure something that's different yeah. and almost like a challenge, right? So the challenge is if you do it correctly, they're not going to get easier. They're going to get harder, but yeah. that's just, that's a part of life. That, that's just a part of marriage. And I really want to hone in on what Brittany just shared, right? Once you get to the place where you welcome hard, we're not saying that hard's going to stop. Hard's going to keep coming. For me, what I have done is I become emotionally detached to hard, right? What do you mean, Jarrell? Well, this is what I mean. When Brittany and my, when we are, whenever we encounter a hard situation, it's always take a deep breath. All right, let's go. Let's game plan this out. What's the strategy? How are we going to get through this? Yeah, you learn um, to ride the wave. Because this is not going to be the hill that we're going to fall out on. I'm not losing my marriage over this thing. And I think the point number two that I wanted to highlight is Brittany brought up a good, a good point about your support system. You have to be adult enough to know when your support system is not really supporting where you need to be. Well, what am I saying? If I hung around a bunch of guys that just their initial reaction whenever we went through a, a challenge or an obstacle in our marriage was, dude, just leave her. There's a problem with the information that I'm getting, right? Or, dude, you deserve better. Absolutely, I deserve better. But what about, as kids, I don't know about you guys, but for me as a kid, it was always taught when I point the finger at somebody, there's three pointing back at me. So what are the things I should be working on? What are the things that I need to do to fix to, re to help get through this challenge or get us back on track and working like we know we should? And I think it comes to that selfless place to say, you know what? I could have changed my tone or my delivery on this portion of it. Or I couldn't have hung my hat that I was going to die on this hill and I needed to prove my point. Or I could have just told her I love her and let her know, you know what, I love you. I'm just not firing on all cylinders right now, but I do love you. I think we need to be able to coach those two aspects of making sure your support is really being a support and pushing you versus hindering you and also knowing within yourself where you're at. I think that's so huge. Like obstacles, Brittany said it, but I'm going to reiterate it obstacles make the marriage and we have to mm -hmm. look at those obstacles with a different lens versus being depressed down and out we have to look at these obstacles and saying you know what this is going to get us to the finish line we need to be this is going to grow me as a man this is going to grow Brittany as a woman and bring us stronger bring us closer together to what we want to be as a married family as a couple and Brittany said it and I'm going to finish it again Learn to ride the waves, dude. Don't get so emotionally invested when they're high that you expect, right? Part two, avoiding number two, unrealistic expectations. You expect that high to always be high. 
no, I, I, I can't, this is not working because we're not always here and you're not always going to experience that mountaintop. But when you enjoy the ebbs and flows of it, then when the mountaintop do, does arrive, when it comes, it's a breath of fresh air where you can say, you know what, this is it. I'm committed, we're locked in, and this marriage is going to thrive because we understand obstacles are going to make us who we are, depending on how we respond to it. And then just learn to ride the waves. We get so, so locked in on what society is telling us. We forget to be who we're meant to be, who God created us to be, and who we're meant to be in our marriage, right? You have to be flexible, be agile, and understand what it's going to take to make this thing thrive. Your relationship, you got to prioritize respect. If you do not respect your spouse, your partner, whomever, it's not going to work. I don't care how many masks you try to put on. I don't care how much you try to muster up this emotion, happiness feeling. If you do not respect your partner, it's not going to work. Over communicate. You got to just keep communicating. It sounds silly. It sounds dumb. But let me tell you, our download sessions, those things work. It gives us understanding, one, of what each other, what we're dealing with. It builds trust on, you know what? I know Brittany's going to have me when we're in the foxhole. I know I'm good. We're going to get through this. In those days, when you're just enduring the ugly, you got to treat the relationship as a living, breathing thing. It's a muscle. So if you do not work it out, if you avoid hell week, if you avoid working out that muscle, your marriage is going to slowly wither away. And today, enduring the ugly truth is number three, but we believe and we believe enduring the ugly truth or the day-to-day of your marriage is what number one item should be because not every day is going to be IG ready. Many people post a lot of things on the gram, but the backstory is, is you don't know what it takes or how many photos they've taken to find that one perfect picture. So don't compare your life, your marriage, what you're going through versus what mm-hmm. you're seeing online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that, you know, it's it's so powerful and it's so easy to get wrapped up in in the day to day that you forget the the long term vision, the long term plan. So I would just say always come back to that have those conversations, have those hard conversations because those hard conversations are then going to be able to lead to easier conversations. And then you'll be able to, well, I would just say you, you, it'll feel better, right? It'll, it'll over time, right? When you're, when you go through the hard things and, and when you're in the moment, you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And then you hit a section or you're able to see a little light. Then it's like, oh, okay. All right, we've got this. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a little easier, right? And like Jarl always says, it's it's easier to do things when you're doing them together. So rely on your person, right? Lean on your person, but also know what you're bringing to the table and making sure that it's beneficial and that it's helpful for yeah. your marriage and what you both are doing together. Yeah. As long as I like Brittany said, I lean in and I push myself to be better, we're going to get through this. Welcome 
hard. Yeah, always welcome hard. Don't avoid it. Yeah, don't because those hard times are going to make your marriage even stronger. So we hope that this series has just been super beneficial, helpful in some way, shape, form, or capacity. We've loved being able to talk about marriage and finance, avoiding, you know, one, two, and three of the big three Mm -hmm. that we have found have just helped us. So Please reach out to us if you have questions, if you'd like to hear more, if you'd like to hear just more about what works for us. And what, are, what is your big three? That's what I want. If you guys want to provide feedback, what is the big three of your marriage or your relationship that you are working to deal with? We shared ours. We would love to hear yours. And as Brittany always shares, you can reach us on all social media platforms across all mediums at Low Property Team. We would love, we would absolutely love if you take our podcast and you like, comment, and share. Also subscribe because we're trying to build our community and we're trying to continue to impact families to become homeowners and families to take on the day-to-day challenges of growing this beautiful beautiful thing of marriage. With that being said, Brittany? Nope, I think you've really covered everything. So thank you so much for joining us and until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, help or resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.